who is not an expert. Quicker I acknowledge that, the better. You'll figure it out for yourself if you keep listening. I'm coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studios. You know they found a better way to mortgage? It lets you focus on making your new house your home. Rocket Mortgage, push button, get mortgage. From our friends at Rocket Mortgage, we love them. Thank you very much for being a part of the show. John Kincaid Show here on CBS Sports Radio. And um, first day back at work after a week off just feels felt it feels absolutely awesome. Gentlemen asking questions here. Uh, Kevin, when you were in um, Atlantic City, were they not serving free drinks? They were not, actually. I, I was going to bring that up to you during the break. Uh, yeah, gentleman saying to me here, he says... Gentleman here said he's been to Atlantic City twice. He goes, I was floored to see you saying free drinks. Oh, yes. No, they don't do that, at least not at the moment. You had a pregame in the room. How about it's never been easier to get free drinks? I can imagine. And what, I, obviously, Vegas is a lot bigger than AC, and they were out of business for how long? So oh, yes. They're, they're, they're going to spoil you. And they are. They're spoiling you. So um, if, you're, if you're potentially heading towards liver damage, uh, Vegas might be the trip for you right now because it is just there are the cocktail waitresses are everywhere, everywhere on the gambling floor. And uh, once again, the good first tip, very much like simply if you're in a crowded bar, the good first tip on the first set of drinks always gets the bartender's eye in a crowded bar. Same type of thing with a cocktail waitress. You. You have that have that first that first tip be a little bit extra. The minute your glass is getting down, she's bringing you another one. So just to tell you, and you don't have to drive, right? So you don't have to worry about it. Uh, I tweeted out a picture this week too. I might have put it on Instagram too at uh, Kincaid Radio. But uh, warning, my daughter says my Instagram sucks. So that's a when when your sixteen year old daughter tells you, Dad, your Instagram just sucks. Um. We ate at a place called Black Tap. Do they have Black Tap in New York, Kevin? You ever not, heard of it? Not that I, no, I never heard of it, so it they probably like, do. It's like burgers and like burgers and sandwiches. I had a chicken sandwich there that made me want to cry. It was one of the best sandwiches I've ever had in my entire life. What was on it? Oh, uh, it was a chicken sandwich with applewood smoked bacon. Uh, some sort of a some sort of a, a special sauce that they created and a uh, Korean barbecue sauce that you poured on top of it of the chicken. Oof. I, it made me want to cry. It was so delicious. It's probably like 35 bucks, but it was worth it. No, it really wasn't. No, it really wasn't. How about this? Three people. And then we shared this gigantic dessert. And again, it's on my it's on my Twitter feed or on my it's on my Twitter feed or my Instagram. Um, you'll see this dessert. They have crazy desserts is like their thing. We had a thing called the cake shake, which literally was a a shake with jimmies or sprinkles, like frozen to the side of the container. So you you pushed your scoot, your spoon up the side of it and and had the jimmies that you'd then put into the milkshake. Oh my gosh, it was awesome. And there's a giant slice of cake on top that you all get to have some cake too. It was unbelievable. Absolutely awesome. Great, great time. Uh, and everybody, by the way, social distancing. Uh, the masks, 
everybody compliant, everybody wearing masks. The hotel even gave out masks. Uh, so uh, I wore my Bellagio mask yesterday to church. Saw so him at mass and I wore it. And um, one of the deacons goes, oh, monogrammed masks, huh? Aren't you fancy? And I went, it's a B. It's, I don't, my name isn't B. It's, it's, it's Bellagio. He goes, you took the mask home? And I said, yes. What do you think? I was going to leave it for the next guest? Come on, deacon. Come on. What are you talking about? So the New York Jets had a disgruntled player in Jamal Adams. By the way, you can have him. You can have him. I've heard a lot of things about Jamal Adams. Uh, I know his talent. I know his talent. He's a fantastic player. But you can have him. The great Maya Angelou, who, by the way, if you've never read some of her words of wisdom, observations, and everything, a, uh, a tremendous read, insights into the human condition. Uh, the great Maya Angelou says, when someone shows you their true colors, to summarize, when someone shows you their true colors, believe them. And Jamal Adams' true colors, selfish, Lou Williams and him would get along well. Selfish, out for himself, will do anything, say anything, do anything to get his way. Again, you can have him. You want a player like that in your organization? You can have him. But John, he, all he wanted was a new contract. John, John, he had to get a new contract, and it was the only way that he could get out of there, and he wanted a new contract. Okay, if you believe that there's one way to address issues in life, you can believe that. I believe that's a lousy way to run an organization. He's going to be, okay, well, I've tried this. I've tried ripping the owner. Now I'll try ripping the head coach. Now I'll try ripping. Now I want to demand a trade, and I want to go to this team, and I'm going to try to work my way so I can get a trade. So the New York Jets, whether you know he claims he was promised a new deal, uh, he may have been promised a new deal, but I guarantee you they weren't promising to, to pay him 18 to $20 million a year, which, by the way, is sheer stupidity if you're going to for a safety. That's not how you build championship clubs. Paying that kind of money at that position. But you know how you don't build successful organizations either for long term? Giving up multiple first round picks for a safety that you're then going to have to pay way above market value to keep him happy. Or he will destroy your locker room and your team the same way that he did. Lousy, lousy decision by the Seahawks. But what, what are they doing? The Seahawks are pushing all their chips to the middle of the table. The Seahawks, if they're sitting next to me in Vegas, they don't have my, they, they're not using my envelope method. They have all their chips, and they're just pushing them to the middle of the table. They're saying 750 bucks on red. Spin that wheel. They're, not, they're, they're, they're going for it. So as a fan, I guess you can admire your team maybe going for it. But multiple first-round picks? Dumb. 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 It, it's not, it is not the way to sustain. So the Seahawks better win, and they better win quickly. 
and they better win before Jamal Adams gets disgruntled again about something, and then he decides to destroy relationships and another organization by just being willing to say whatever he has to say to try to force a trade. You want to build a team around guys like that? Go for it. Go for it. Pete Carroll's already had a a legion of players that, no pun intended, uh, that grew tired of the rah-rah speeches, grew tired of his collegiate messaging and everything. So it runs short, the shelf life short. You want Jamal Adams? You got him. You want to pay a safety top dollar like that and give up multiple first-round picks and everything to get him? Go for it. Not in a million years would I make that move. Our toll-free line is open for you to share your opinions at 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4CBS. It's brought to you by Geico, and I got great news for you. Quick way you can save money. Make the switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on your car insurance. And I will gladly take your calls, and we'll get into that. Uh, and that is great. By the way, Russell Wilson, congratulations to him and Sierra, his wife, on the birth of their second child. And they named him Win. That's pretty cool. That's a cool name, Win. Win. Well, Russell Wilson knows a lot about winning. He knows a lot about winning. Excellent. Uh, Caesar from Dallas joins us. Caesar, what's going on, my brother? What's going on, John? How you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. You know, I couldn't get to you last week, but uh, I was I was going to because about a call I had with you two weeks ago. I heard you. Uh, as soon as I hung up, you want to talk about my Cowboys. I do want to talk about your Cowboys. I want to talk about how much the, the Cowboys, again, another team that I actually put in the same position as the Seahawks. You better win, and you better win quickly. Because the, yeah, that, you know, that, that, that is going to explode. You, got, you're, you're, you are more top-heavy than a Hooters calendar shoot. I mean, seriously. <laughs> you guys are very top-heavy right now. Yeah, um, but, you know, I don't know how this, this season's going to play out. You know, I, it's going to be a very, you know, unlikely season, you know, tough season, you know, no training. I, I, there's going to be training camps, but it's not going to be the same training camps they, no. they've been having, you know, the past years. So, you know, I'm, I'm not really um, too excited. I'm excited for the season. You know, I'm excited the sports are back. But, you know, the uh, record-wise, maybe 8-8, eight and 9-7. Eight, and 8-8, eight really? really? You're not, really you're not, you're not that more optimistic? Yet. Yeah, really? I, I wish I was. I wish I was, but you know, I'm not a, I'm not one of those Homer Cowboy fans that they always see us winning every year. You know, I like, to, I like to look at the real picture. You know, well, well, how we got about a new a, head coach? Yeah, and that and that hurts you in a year like this. But Caesar, let yeah, me already tell yeah. you, I already know how it's going to play out. Cowboys are going to look really good in September and October, and then in November. They'll start to wet their pants a little bit, like like sort of like like the little boy who has to pee, and he's sort of dancing around a little bit. And then in December, it's just all going to flow. You, you'll with the with the division on the line, with the division on the line, Carson Wentz will go out there with like scrub wide receivers who are from oh, yeah, the practice yeah, squad yeah, and beat you guys. You know, it happens every year, you know. I'm used to it. I'm used. No, to I it. like McCarthy. Yeah, I'm used Look, to it. you have a man in charge now who's a. Mike McCarthy is a better, uh, uh, a much better head coach opportunity than you had in Jason Garrett. You're better today. You're better today than you were. I think it's going to be. I think the Cowboys and the Eagles are going to have very good years. Yeah, yeah, so. I, 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 I like, I like the the way it's going to play out. You know, come in the coming up years. That you know, I just hope we're able to keep Dak Prescott. 
know, next year his the franchise tag gonna be up to what thirty eight, almost thirty nine. I, and I think the it'll all work year, out. It'll be up to 50, 50 some uh, million. So I, I really don't see us. Me personally, I really don't see us. You know, re-signing Dak Prescott after you know after the second franchise tag. He's gonna I walk hope. away, and he's gonna you know he's gonna get his money. Well, if he gets his money, it doesn't mean that he's. Go- it doesn't mean. I, I mean, look, I want to see Dak, do, I, and I'm a Dak fan. I want to see Dak do more, and I hate the fact that I am a fan. Caesar, take care of yourself, buddy. Um, I want to. I want to see. I respect Dak Prescott a lot. And I'm a very big fan of what he's accomplished. But what I would say is this. You need to lead your team. You can't lose that game in Philly last year. You're healthy, everything on the line, and you let Carson Wentz beat you with a bunch of practice squad wide receivers. Practice squad wide receivers. And he's, and he's beating you, and they, st- they thumped you. Can't have that happen. Uh, Paul from Vegas joins us. Paul, what's going on, buddy? Another great show. You're one of the few guys that you can listen to still on the radio. <laughs> Thank you, buddy. Um, play a lot of golf. I'm back in Chicago now. Your screen, you know, I am from Vegas. Well, I'm from here, live in Vegas, now back okay. in Chicago for a little bit. Play a lot of golf or country club the last couple days. Practically nobody even knew that baseball had restarted. What? We didn't even we didn't even have it on the TVs at the club. All we had on was golf. I think. Wait a minute. Wait, 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 what kind of what kind of sports establishment doesn't have baseball on? Honestly. No, I think it's just a reaction to what's going on. Nobody's going to watch football either. I mean, we're all to this point. We can tape a game. We can tape a football game and watch it in twenty minutes if you fast forward. Oh, I can't. I can't. Baseball I can't do that. Has about twelve minutes. Of in play, ball in play, they call it. It's about 12 minutes in an entire game. Basketball, come on, I'll bring you to my health club. You want to watch guys shoot open three pointers? It's 20 bucks <laughs> for a guest membership. And I'll 20 tell you bucks, what's circulating man. in our club, too, as far as what's going on in this other thing. I didn't want to talk politics, and I'm not, but 4 million people have gotten coronavirus, and that is terrible. That is terrible. It's awful. If we have 56, more, 56 million more people get sick with coronavirus, we will equal swine flu of 2009. Here's the problem is, though. Swine flu of 2009, and you know the numbers and I know the numbers, we didn't have the deaths like this. True. So you can't. The but death- the problem was we, the, uh, it didn't ravage our senior homes like it did. Here's a good number for you. I appreciate your call. Here's a number for you that won't. A factual reminder, just to tell you all the time, that media is corrupt. If you turn on the TV, if you read the newspapers, if you look at anything right now, you are being told every day, what are the five states that are being shoved down your throat? (gasps) Georgia, where I live. Florida, Texas, California, Nevada. Oh, my gosh. It's just unbelievable. You'll never believe it. As of today. The combined deaths for Georgia, Florida, Texas, California, and Nevada. By the way, Georgia, big state. Florida, big state, heavily populated. Texas, big state. California, big state. And Nevada. Those five states combined have had 22,943 deaths. 
That is 16 more than Pennsylvania and New Jersey combined. And that is 10,000 less than New York. So just as you breathlessly watch the news and you're being fed a narrative and you're being told stuff, just look at the, just take the time to educate yourself. You're talking about some of the biggest states in the country, biggest land masses, by the way, and great big populations, Florida, Texas, California, three of our biggest states, heavily populated metro areas, Georgia, Nevada, all combined. Just, just we, we can all educate ourselves. We don't have to go to our cable news outlet of choice to have them try to spin a story to you either way, overly positive or overly negative. You can do the numbers. You can do them for yourself. 855-212-4CBS. Again, uh, there's a lot of that venturing of politics into sports. And I talked about it earlier with the WNBA. And I think it's dangerous. I think it's dangerous. We'll get to it next. John Kincaid Show, CBS Sports Radio. This is the John Kincaid Show. Did you know next weekend on CBS, the best golfers in the world will head west for the season's first major? Is Brooks Kepka going to take home his third consecutive Wanamaker trophy, or will someone else step up to take their place in history? The PGA Championship live coming up on CBS. Don't miss it. It's going to be a great, great time. It's going to be a great, great time. Really looking forward to it. Um, so excited. So excited with sports being back. So excited that the positive people meet every single week on this show. People who believe that who who believed all along that sports was going to come back. A gentleman from San Francisco here saying, John, you tend to aggravate me as much as entertain me. Is that a positive, Kevin? Is that a positive that I tend to aggravate him as much as entertain him? It tells that, you that I, he's listening very closely to you. Yes, that's good. Okay. He does say this though. I would yell to my radio that you were wrong. I was yelling at my radio that you were wrong in March. I even sent you an email. I don't remember it, but uh, I, I, he may have. Um, I yelled at you at the radio that you were wrong in April and wrong in May, that you were giving people false hope. I'm here to admit I was wrong. I was wrong. I, I bought into all the negative messaging and he, he admits he was wrong. And I sent him a really nice little note back. And I said, thank you for taking the time to write. And guess what? I said, keep listening to my show. I'm going to be wrong about a lot of things. But I refuse to be one of those people in the sports media who is just believing the gloom and the doom. Oh, we can never do this. We can't come back. Say goodbye to sports till 2021. This is terrible. Oh, my gosh. Ah. Ah. Unbelievable. How do you people get, how do you go out, how do you step out the door each day, or don't you? How do you step, how do you get up in the morning? How do you get up in the morning? How do you, like, how do you, how do you, how do you exist? There's so many scary things in the world. How do you exist? I lost one of my best friends on Monday. And um, I told you about him last Sunday. And I told you that he was going to hospice. And uh, I got off the plane Monday in Vegas from our flight from Atlanta. We get off the plane. 
and I'd gotten word that he had passed. And um, so the cocktail was raised on Monday in Vegas, a place that Nick loved. And those who got to know this gentleman, Nick Mantia, uh, loved him, uniformly loved him. And um, I know everybody's lives are different with him out of it. And I, I just laugh because I even go to his Facebook page and it is, I think his Facebook message was life is good. A big picture of him like yelling, like he's like, like, yeah. And he's like, life is good. And that was Nick. And I get off the plane and he, and he had passed. And because of coronavirus and everything like that, I wouldn't have been able to see him at hospice or anything. And, um, it's just, I, I don't understand people who get out of bed in the morning and want to embrace the negative, embrace the bad, embrace the negative messaging and that don't, that aren't smart enough to realize that they're, they want us, they want us in a constant state of turmoil. They want us in a constant state of negativity because that's what sells. That's their business model. And by the way, again, it goes to both sides of the political spectrum. It goes to both. I mean, they want you in a constant state of fear, turmoil, anger. That's the sales pitch. Rest in peace to one of my, the most beautiful people that I've ever known. Who, to the end, was life is good. Because you know what? Life is good. And I'm going to miss him. I'm going to really miss him. Sabah from North Carolina. She's a ray of fresh air. Oh, oh no, she'd be a ray of sunshine, not a ray of fresh air. She'd be a breath of fresh air, and she joins us here on the John Kincaid Show. Well, How are thank you? you, sir. I'm going great. You're the breath of fresh air, so we'll, oh, we'll match nice. together on Sunday mornings. There you go. It's Listerine. It's not really fresh. It's just Listerine. I am a Listerine purple. I am the purple. Do you remember that thing people used to say? What's hey, that? be mean, but you need Listerine. Not a sip, not a cloth, <laughs> but the whole bottle. There you go. There you go. <laughs> I'm dating myself. Hey, Just a bit. so what do you think about my Redskins? The Washington Football, football Club? Or yeah. what's it? Uh, Is it Washington Football Club or Washington Football Team? It's, it's Washington Football Team because WFT, because people are saying it's WTF. Get it? Oh, uh-huh. yes. Here's what I so, say. Yeah. Why, why is anybody, why would you rush to make exactly. a decision that you weren't that you weren't sure of and you wanted to make sure you did it right. I am never right. going to rip I am never going to rip a business, an organization or otherwise for not rushing to do something when they can take the time to make sure that it's done right. Right. And you know so what? T- I think I don't have any problem with it temporarily being Washington football team or whatever. I don't have any problem with that. Here's the deal. The Florios of the world and the Peter Kings who can't stand the Redskins. Oh, they can't. Um, you know, call them uh, racist or whatever. Oh, yes. Um, really is an insult to racism because there's a lot of racism that maybe, Correct. you know, that could be going on that's really serious. This isn't one of them because we honor, you know, we honor them. And I, 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 I think that I am a Redskin. I claim okay. that myself is one because I've been one since I was five years old, and I'm very okay. proud of it. But that's another argument. But what I'm saying is they're making us get rid of the name. Fine. It's gone. Don't then make us get a name. We can be you the football rush. team. We could be the pick right. skins. We could just be the skins. You don't have the right to make us pick another name because what they're trying to do is rip us of our identity. 
We got rid of the well, name. Now stop it. Well, don't you please know? Please don't tell Sab- me I can't wear my stuff. Well, Sabah, here's another one. Yeah. Don't you know? And you mentioned Peter King and Mike Florio, two yeah. guys that I re- I've respected their work over the years, but they are the perfect example of what I talked about earlier. If you want to know why the negative cancel culture, uh, uh, politics obsessed people are, go to their Twitter feeds, see how quickly they get into politics on a daily basis, and then yeah. fo- see who they follow on Twitter, and you'll know. You'll know their ideology, you'll know their agenda, and you know exactly what it is. And that's what it's yeah. all about. It's about sowing negativity. It's about sowing because they wake up every day obsessed. Obsessed with politics, obsessed with whatever it is. And by the way, there are people on the other side of the aisle that are obsessed the same way. This, red, this, this controversy over the Washington Redskins name, it's very 2020. It's yeah. very 2020. But guess what? I have no problem with people being offended by it. I have no problem people defending it. Uh, I have no problem with the discourse going on. But Washington, take the time and get it right. Take the time exactly. and get it right. That you and take your time. With one more thing you say, which I think we've talked about this plenty of times, you must take politics out of sports. Yes. It is an escape. And that doesn't mean I want to avoid talking about the issues. And that's not a code for any kind of no. racist thing. I just want to relax and so, not argue during so a sporting I don't, event. Something tells, something tells me you're not racist. Something tells I don't me think I am. I think I treat everybody <laughs> fairly. And if everybody does that, the whole yes. problem in the country will be solved. Yeah, but it's a long way from that. We're going to get into more of that Thanks. coming up because I think it's hey, dangerous. Bud. Thanks for your call. Appreciate it. The, the, there, there's nothing. There's nothing to be gained. I don't come. I don't go to Pro Football Talk. I don't go to SI dot com. I don't go to ESPN. I don't go for political lectures. I don't tune into the NBA for political lectures. The WNBA. I don't. And maybe they think that that's a good business model. I don't. That's my opinion. I disagree. I think there's a place in society for all of those debates and all those discussions. We'll get into it coming up. This is the John Kincaid Show. And I appreciate you being a part of the John Kincaid Show on CBS Sports Radio. For those of you who want to chime in, you can. At uh, We'll take your calls coming up at 855-212-4CBS. I think it's dangerous. And um, I had a, uh, uh, a lady share with me her thoughts on my WNBA comments earlier in the show. She said she thought it was disrespectful of me to tell the WNBA players that their sport is practically irrelevant. Uh, Okay. If you think that's disrespectful, you have the right to have that opinion. And I've got the right to have mine, and I'm going to challenge you to tell me, how is the WNBA relevant? WNBA players walk off during the anthem yesterday. Because they're required to stand, and I guess they wanted to kneel, so they just walked off the court. 
And again, if you want to do that, I absolutely defend your right to do it. But I would also tell you, if you think it's good for your business model, you're fools. Fools with a capital F. If you think it's good for the business model, the WNBA, then go for it. Go for it. The WNBA could not be more irrelevant. And again, I'm sorry if that opinion bothers you. But I base my opinions on factual representation. So I ask you to do the same. Can you tell me if a tree falls in the forest and nobody's there to hear it? Did it actually fall? You you can attest to that. The WNBA could not be playing more in in a vacuum of obscurity. The WNBA could not do more to just be so that I, I, I hear people going, wow, WNBA, it's like really, I've gotten into this argument with Shaquille, with Shaquille O'Neal on our podcast, the big podcast with Shaq. And I've gotten into this debate and he tries to tell me all about the fact that, man, well, you know, the WNBA, he didn't like that the WNBA players weren't being put up in a five-star type accommodations. So Shaq and I get into this argument about it. He goes, the WNBA players are being treated with disrespect. And they were showing the hotel that the WNBA players are being put up at. And I guess it looks like a little, a little divey. Shaq was like, these, these ladies should be in five-star hotels. I said, why? Why should they be in a five-star hotel? I said, Shaq, I've worked in corporate America. And Shaq understands corporate and, 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 and business as well as anybody. And I said to him, I said, you know who stays in the five-star hotel when they travel? The CEO. The top salesperson, maybe. The guy who brings in millions of dollars of business a year. You don't just get stuff. You don't generate it. We're going to find out a lot about this. The WNBA is nothing more than a charity case for the NBA right now to promote women's basketball. And God bless them. The the NBA wants to do it. The NBA thinks it's important. Who am I? I'm not here to tell them how to spend their money. But it has never been a profitable venture. It has never turned a profit. It has never turned the attention of the American public onto it, no matter how much they try to spin it and, and shove it down your throat. It's never intrigued the American public. People aren't watching it. People aren't flocking to see it. So again, you can have any kind of political statements you want to make in sports. You can have any kind of, as, as Sabah said last uh, segment when she called in, you can make any kind of political statements you want. You can decide to bring politics into sports. I'm here to tell you it's bad business. It's bad business. I rip everybody. And what we don't do is get into partisan politics nonsense on this show. And I know in the sports media today, that's very rare. We don't do it. Because the the foray into politics and sports is extremely dangerous. And for those who say it has to happen, 
It has to happen. It, it, it must happen. We have to. It's this time. It's 2020. It's absolutely must happen. BS. You know what we've got? We all have forums. And you know what? If you're a professional athlete, you've got big stages. You got big stages. You have big social media followings. You have more spare time than the average American. You've got plenty of time to be an activist. Plenty of time. Again, you can do whatever you wish. You can do whatever you wish. And I have zero right to tell you not to. And I wouldn't. I wouldn't tell you not to. That's not my job. It's not my right. It's not, I should not tell you what to do. But what I will have is an opinion. And what I will have is that you alienate people when you bring politics into everything. When you bring it into everything, that's not what people are going to baseball games for. Going to basketball games for. And for God's sakes, nobody goes to the WNBA to begin with. With their eyeballs or buying tickets. I think the WNBA's best year, it lost between 11 and $12 million. It's best season. It was still a losing venture to between 11 and $12 million. So again, you can do whatever you want to do. I am not here to shout it down. I am not here to tell you it's wrong. But what I will tell you is this. Politics into sports sucks. It sucks. And I don't think you realize how much it alienates people. Because that's not what they're coming for. I love uh, the Philadelphia Eagles. I don't care who you vote for. I don't care what your political statements are. I don't. Now, in your spare time, that's fine. But when I'm tuned in to see a football game or a baseball game or basketball game, I'm not interested. I'm not. I'm there for something else. On your social media, on other platforms, absolutely. Go for it. Do what you feel is right and, and, and have a voice. And that's awesome. But for God's sakes, WNBA, you cannot be less relevant but I promise you, you might be trying to be. John from Sacramento joins us. John, what's going on, brother? You're up. Are you up early or up late? Uh, I'm up early, brother. Good Thank job, you. man. What's going on? <laughs> I, I can't tell you how angry I am right now. I'm 59 years old. I own a major corporation in Los Angeles, but I've been an athlete all my life. We are sports nuts. And the minute they brought politics into sports, that's it. I mean... That's not what sports is about. You know, going to a game, taking our kids, grabbing a dog and a beer, and not thinking about politics, not thinking about our troubles every day. That's what sports is all about. It's the American dream. And, John, I mean, you're, not telling, and you're not telling an athlete that on, when, when they're away from playing on the field that they shouldn't be active and they shouldn't have a voice and they shouldn't let their opinions be known. But when you're there to watch the game, you're there to watch the game. That's right. You know, they have the locker room, too. They talk to them in the locker room after the game. They can use that as a platform. But we're a military family that has fought for this country since the Civil War for the North, Benjamin Jackson Franklin. And my nephew just got back from Afghanistan. And, you know, to disrespect our flag, so many people have shed blood for it. 
It's only two minutes to sit there and show that respect. We have children overseas right now that are fighting for this country and fighting for other countries. We owe it to them to show that respect and honor them. See, and John, I got so to tell you, John, I got to tell you, and we are, and I thank you for your call. But what I'm going to tell you is this, is almost uniformly, almost uniformly, every single veteran that I know, every single veteran that I know, that I respect, that I thank for their service, has said to me point blank, because I respect their opinion on the topic more than, than others, uh, has said to me that they absolutely back people's right to protest on on the anthem so that's the stance that i've taken on that but if you alienate your public and you alienate your ticket buying public and you alienate your fans that's the risk you take and that's what they have to take on uh greg from wisconsin joins us greg welcome to the john kincaid show how are you Hey, my man, really good. Um, I'm not going to argue, like, the obscurity of the WNBA or anything like that, but I will say this. Um, I just woke up, just got in my car. This morning I woke up early, read some ESPN articles, was on Instagram. This was the first I heard about uh, players walking off the court. Just walked off. The, the whole teams, they walked off the yeah. court. And I'm just, now, they, now, here's the way, man, in their defense, in their defense, they are required to stand, I believe, like the NBA players. They're required oh, to yeah. stand during the anthem. So instead, they refuse to stand and, and not take a knee. So they just walked off the court. As the anthem's playing, they're walking off the court. And, and, and my, my argument to go towards your point is if that was the WNBA, I would have seen it on ESPN this morning. I would have seen it on Instagram. I would have heard it before I turned on your show. Yeah. Well, so. guess what, though? You can see it on – it was all over social media yesterday. Oh, was and, it? Okay, yeah. Then so I, it was I all over I there yesterday. I guess but, uh, I just didn't see it as one of the head, headlines this morning. So no, but, but it's there. But it's it's there. no. And again, it's now become Greg. Unfortunately, and I appreciate your call. Got to run. It's so commonplace now. The infusion of politics and activism and everything into sports. It's so commonplace now that it doesn't even make a headline. Todd from Cleveland joins us. Todd, what's going on this morning, brother? Yo, John, this is not exactly what I called about, but I heard it while I was on hold. So sure, I'm what's going on? This man? real quickly. The, the United States flag is an inanimate material representation of a government. Governments exist as a result of political movements. Politics are in professional sports, period. The WNBA is what I called about. The WNBA yes. is not a charitable pursuit for the NBA. What it is is a high-risk investment, and an investment means that you're looking for a return. And they're wrestling with different ways to increase the value of their investment. They're they're not making the money that they would like to make. Because no, no, they, no, because no, 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 since they began this, they will never dig out of that hole. It is still well. Don't say never. And this is yes, I will. I, I will. I guess what I'm going to say never. Okay. With a capital N. Okay. And I'll say never and tell you that it is a. It is a. I will tell you right now that it is a failed business model. Do you know the history of the NBA from 1948? I absolutely forward? do know it. I remember. I remember when the NBA finals weren't even on national television during prime time when my Sixers were in it against the Lakers in 81, starting, uh, spring of 81. Starting from the merger of either 1948 or 1949, I don't remember the year, when the NBA merged with the other league mm-hmm. and became just one league, 
Do you know how long it took for them to generate a profit? John? Oh, absolutely. But guess what I'm going to say to you is uh, tell me the tell me the women's sports that make money. Do you know how long? Whoa, 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 whoa. Took- no, 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 no. This is this is our okay. we're having a dialogue here. Okay. I asked you a question. Can you tell me the women's sports that make money? No, not off the top of my head. I cannot. Well, then, I, because you know what, I'm going to solve it for you. They don't. College basketball hemorrhages money. Well, tens let, of millions on women's basketball. Let, it is not something that the people are waiting to see. Let's be clear on what you're saying. You're saying make money, but what you really mean is make a profit because they're making yes. money every year. No, they're not making money. They're, absolutely they're not making money. Those, no, they're those not. jerseys sell. Those they're losing sell. money. They're, they're not, not making the best, profit. The best. The best. Guess what? You're not making money if you lose between. On average, they have their, their best year, and I believe the number is exactly eleven and a half million lost, is the best year they've well, ever had. You're, so you're, guess what? You're not making money. No, you can say you sell a jersey. Appreciate your call. Got to run. You can say you're making it. You can make it money. You're not. You're losing ten, eleven, twelve million dollars a year minimum. You're not. That is a failing business model, flat out, man. What Sports Illustrated does now tends to be irrelevant, too, but this was out of line. Next, John Kincaid Show, CBS Sports Radio.